Now all across North Carolina, it's Carolina Newsmakers. Here's your host, Don Curtis. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. Today, we're delighted to welcome Peter Hans, who is the president, uh, the, uh, as a matter of fact, the ninth president of the North Carolina Community College System. And he has uh, been a, a long advocate for education in the state of North Carolina and, and uh, has served in many capacities that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But we are delighted to have him here because he's uh, somebody that has done so much for the state and now is in a position to do so much more. So, Peter, welcome to the program. Good morning, Don. You know, we were talking before the program started. Uh, the thing that I think about when I think about the community college system is that uh, um, it, has, it means so, many, so much to so many people, but I still don't think the citizens of North Carolina understand the envy with which the world looks on our North Carolina community college system. We've got one of the best, and we are recognized in the field of education as having one of the best. And so... It's it's just a it's a crown jewel of well, the state. Well, thank you. It it really is. We have the third largest community college system in the country after California and Texas, which is which pretty are, pretty yeah, remarkable. Much when you think states, about yeah, 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 you think about the population. We have seven hundred thousand students, seven hundred thousand North Carolinians enrolled in a community college on an annual basis in a state of ten million people. That's a pretty remarkable reach. Yes, and I, I, I guess if you were to go back and count up all the people who have taken a course at a community college or gotten an associate's degree from a community college, what would it be, a half, half the population? Oh, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's touched a lot of lives, changed a lot of lives. Let's talk a little bit about the system and uh, – uh, I think, are there 58 campuses? That- 58 colleges. Yeah. A number of them actually have satellite campuses. So we have 180 locations across the state, 275 programs of study, and as I mentioned, serving 700,000 students. I think that's a number that really surprises and grabs people's attention. Well, and, and it differs from the university system in the fact that each one of these colleges has a degree of independence that the uh, university system uh, does not have. It's, it, uh, explain the difference between the way the University of North – because you were involved in that as chair of the board. Sure. And so you're, sure. you're very involved uh, – uh, we're very involved with the University of North Carolina system. And so well, the community college system is, is governed so differently. Interestingly, though, uh, it, it may look a little bit different on paper, but they're more alike than either one of them would like to admit, actually. Okay. Uh, and, and here's why. And I'm talking in terms of uh, practical, yeah. practical yeah. Uh, ways rather than uh, how they're governed on paper. The university system on paper is more centralized the the community college system more decentralized and understandably so we need to emphasize local autonomy so that those 58 colleges can be most responsive to local needs uh, rather than try to run it out of raleigh it's simply too large uh, it's a sprawling enterprise actually uh, and it's best if there is community leadership with uh, some system-wide direction uh, policy making, advocacy, uh, and governance, but to stress that local autonomy for those communities. And uh, of course, the other thing is the community college system. Um, uh, 
uh, I guess his formation was what late fifties. Yeah, the of course the idea came about uh, in the in the late fifties. Really came together in the sixties. We celebrated our fiftieth anniversary a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe, though, it, it it will be increasingly relevant to the future of North Carolina because when you think about all the changes in the economy technology, society, everything we know suggests that education in the future is likely to be shorter in duration for periods of our lives and more regularly occurring and reoccurring throughout our lives. That is essentially the community college model. Some of the community colleges are called community colleges. Others are called technical colleges. Is there any real difference? Other than just the name? Well, a historical uh, artifact there, uh, because the reason we're the third largest in the country is that we're a comprehensive uh, institution in that uh, community colleges in some states are essentially junior colleges, and in other states they are industrial and technical training centers. Well, we actually fulfill both of those broad missions what we would call curriculum or two-year programs and continuing education or workforce training programs in addition to basic skills development and economic development on behalf of the state we do all under the umbrella of community colleges in North Carolina so that's a little bit of a historical legacy in terms of the names in various places now I know uh, Piedmont and Charlotte and Wake uh, and and Raleigh are, are are just busting at the seams. They are. They are. Wake Tech uh, here in Raleigh, 70,000 students, incredibly sophisticated, very high quality. Same with Central Piedmont. And uh, really throughout the system, people are impressed not only with the affordability, the accessibility, the flexibility, and the, but the high quality of our community colleges. Peter, we want to talk a little bit about the curriculum and how that's established at the various colleges and so forth. But one of the things we were talking about before the program started is, have we overcooked people on the importance? I mean, you know, you served with the UNC board uh, for many years, and there's nothing uh, – I'm not leading anybody to believe that the university system is not vital and important. But yes. have we overcooked the importance of a four-year degree? I think to some extent, yes. Uh, for everyone. I mean, that's yeah, right. No. That's that's right. Because, uh, and I think with the best of intentions that, uh, oh, because you and I believe, as do most North Carolinians, that education really is the path uh, forward for our state uh, collectively and for uh, individuals. But there are many paths to success in life. And of course, the benefits that come from a community college education, whether it's a two-year degree going on to a four-year degree, or whether it's a diploma or a workforce certificate that leads to a great job and good career, uh, these are all paths to success and don't preclude any options in the future of those students later going on to a four-year degree. Although, interestingly, I would note, we actually get more students from the university coming to community college and going from community college to the university. Now, you, your first uh, job as a, or first involvement with the community college system was serving on their board, and then you later went to the Board of Governors. 
the university right. system. Uh, what did you learn from your first experience with the community college system, and what have you learned from your experience on the board of uh, the uh, university system that is going to help you so much in your role now? Well, Don, I essentially had a 20-year training exercise in preparing for this Some people, it just takes a long time to learn. Well, it it does. It does. (laughs) And many would argue I'm I'm still still in that phase. But six years on the State Board of Community Colleges, 12 years on the UNC Board of Governors, two years working with UNC President Margaret Spellings before taking this role as president of the community college system. That was 20 years really learning North Carolina's higher education system uh, from a little bit of an outsider perspective. I'm not a professional educator. I'm a business person, uh, experience in politics uh, and other fields that I think enable me to have a combination of inside experience but outside perspective that I I hope will benefit the, the prospects of higher education in this state. Well, it's, a, it's certainly an interesting background. And, of course, the other thing I think is interesting about you is that you grew up both in South Point on the coast and in Hendersonville in the mountains. So you I have know, a perspective I can of North Carolina that's unique. Well, and it's interesting, Don, because in my first year on the job, visited all 58 colleges in the system. And people said, well, that must have been a real challenge. But actually, I, I truly love this state, every piece of it, every nook and cranny. So that was a joy for me to – be in the big cities and the small towns and the east and the west and the mountains and the coast and through the Piedmont and eating barbecue all along the way. Uh, I love it all. I love this state. I'm incredibly proud of it. Well, uh, and uh, as we said, uh, the uh, various campuses mirror the needs of the local communities in such a way that makes each visit, I'm sure, very intriguing when you find out what they're doing on those campuses that are so different from, say, a campus at another place. Yes, you you can learn so much about the health of a community by visiting the community college there because if they're strong and vibrant and responsive, it's likely that community is growing and prospering. So what are some of the things that are, uh, uh, I guess, important as a connectional opportunity for you at the community college system that benefits the local campuses in their planning and their directions? Well, as it relates to curriculum, yes, and the, yeah. you know, as you might imagine, there is um, a broad base of standard curriculum throughout the system that the English courses and the math courses, et cetera, that uh, form the basis uh, of a, a solid general education. But one of the really cool things about our colleges is some of the shorter term programs as well as the degree programs that they offer that emphasize local needs and to see some areas of the state offer uh, and a perfect example montgomery community college small community in the middle of the state uh troy that area yeah, good, uh, yeah. uh, they have forestry program because uh, great need there for uh, 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 lumber. Yeah. Uh, in addition, heritage crafts near Seagrove uh, for pottery and that sort of thing. They also have a gunsmithing program that is nationally recognized. Uh, many examples of that, uh, and that's kind of on a, a, a micro level, of where they're being most responsive to the local business needs 
so that people in their community have opportunities for great jobs and careers. Peter Hans, the president of the North Carolina Community College System, is our guest, and we'll be back with more here on Carolina Newsmakers right after these messages. This year, the North Carolina Guardian Ad Litem Program is celebrating its 25th anniversary of being a voice for children who are victims of child abuse and neglect. The Guardian Ad Litem Program provides trained, independent advocates to represent abused and neglected children in court proceedings and to help make sure they have a safe, permanent home, what every child needs. Volunteerism is the cornerstone of the Guardian Ad Litem program, and volunteers are needed. If you have just a few hours each month to rise to the challenge and volunteer, please call 1-800-982-4041 or visit ncgal.org. Volunteer for the Guardian Ad Litem program. Be the voice for a child. When we get old, will you take care of me if I can't get around anymore? Of course. We'll find a way. Are you going to take care of me if I can't see anymore? I'll read to you every day. And if one of us gets Alzheimer's disease, what then? Call 1-800-437-2423 for a free booklet on caring for your loved ones from Alzheimer's Disease Research. 1-800-437-2423. We continue with Carolina Newsmakers. Here's Don Curtis. We're back on Carolina Newsmakers with Peter Hans, president of the North Carolina Community College System. He is the ninth president of that system. Started his job, well, about a year ago. A year, I guess you're about your 13th month. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and, of course, he uh, had a background of not only serving as chair of the UNC board, but also being on that board, the UNC Board of Governors, for a number of years. And then before that, also involved with the community college system on their board. So uh, a long, as I think you said, a 20-year training program has <laughs> equipped you for this. <laughs> One of the things that is uh, of concern to everyone, I think, is the cost of education and how that is manifesting itself in a lot of student debt, yes. uh, which uh, handicaps students for a number of years. Um, we were talking before the program came on about how some ways that maybe we can reduce the cost of education uh, because uh, especially these students are taking so many advanced placement classes in high school. Right. Do they really need three years or four years of college? Right, yeah. right. Well, the, the affordability question really is one of the greatest uh, challenges in front of higher education right now because nationally there is $1.5 trillion worth of student debt Arguably, it's holding back the entire American economy. Uh, Community colleges offer a great way to reduce the cost of education. A couple of examples. Through our Career and College Promise program, offering courses in the high schools and with our early college locations at many campuses, we're able to offer high school students access to college-level coursework where they can accumulate credits that go towards an associate's degree uh, free of cost because they're public school students. Once they uh, obtain those credits, they can uh, apply them uh, towards an associate's degree from community college and then transfer, if they wish, onto a four-year institution, both public or private, essentially saving half the cost of a four-year degree. And we're finding more and more North Carolinians taking advantage of this opportunity. But we've got to get a, a, do a better job of telling that story because if we want to tackle the high cost of a college education, that's how you do it. 
Well, student debt, uh, there's more and more being said about it, but this seems to be uh, uh, part of the uh, the problem that we have sort of overcooked people on the need for degrees, and so um, they're borrowing money on the, uh, the premise that uh, later on, because they have a advanced degree in this or that, that they're going to make more money. And sometimes that's true, and sometimes that's not true. Well, that's right. It's not always true, and it's it's useful for people to really research that ahead of time, particularly as they go on to graduate-level degrees. The bulk of the student debt in this country does come from graduate degrees and from for-profit institutions, which may or may not have the students' interests at heart. Well, you know, we see uh, ads on TV and on radio about these uh, for-profit educational institutions, and they really encourage debt. Well, they do. And look, I'm a free enterprise, uh, private enterprise guy. So uh, some of these institutions offer uh, flexible alternatives for people, but some, uh, they excel at marketing and at signing up students for loan programs, which they are burdened with for many, many years. And that's unfortunate. Now, one of the things that you alluded to a few moments ago, there's a number of community college systems that are working directly with a number of the uh, uh, 16 campuses of the university system Absolutely. and having this uh, wonderful uh, laid-out program on how you can start at the community college level and go on. I think uh, Chapel Hill has a program with Alamance, uh, as I remember. And the, the the CSTEP program at Chapel yep. Hill has uh, agreements with a number of our colleges. Uh, explain what that does. Well, uh, Essentially, uh, so a couple different varieties, not just at Chapel Hill, but as you mentioned, throughout the 16-campus university system. The varieties include co-admission agreements, where you are accepted as a student at the university, but you take your first two years of classes at a community college, and provided you hit certain benchmarks with your GPA and uh, course of study, you transfer in uh, automatically to the university. Uh, a number of what we call articulation agreements, which are essentially agreements which govern the, tr- the transfer of credits between the community college system and the university, although interestingly we have reverse transfer programs as well, where university students who haven't completed their degree are able to apply that credit at community college so they can get an associate's degree. Uh, it works both ways. There is very strong and growing collaboration between the university and community college systems. As you might imagine, given my background, I'm a strong proponent of that. We have similar arrangements with the private and independent colleges and universities as well. So I think that works to the benefit of students and their families. Well, as you said, anything that reduces the time spent on the campus is going to reduce the cost, and that's right. uh, time is money, and that saves money, and uh, um, so it's it's certainly worthwhile looking at it. Now, we we've talked a lot about working with the university system, but you also work uh, extensively uh, with the K through twelve system as well. Yes, and uh, how how is that uh, involvement? Well, most prominently uh, through that uh, offering of community college courses uh, in the high schools, I'm I'm a strong believer that we've got to uh, expose young people, particularly as early as middle school, to career exploration 
so they can think ahead about their path. Not that you need to decide as early as middle school uh, what you want to do with your life, because I think that's an unreasonable expectation, but to have a sense of, okay, uh, there are a variety of paths open to me. I'm interested in a four-year degree. No, I'm interested in a particular trade-related uh, skill. Uh, I may want to take uh, time to develop uh, through uh, work-based learning uh, experiences, that sort of thing, to plant those seeds early in uh, a student's life so they can think ahead and plan ahead successfully for their future. As we continue to put more and more emphasis on uh, preschool, so-called the preschool programs, it's yeah. actually school. I'm not sure why we call it preschool. Right, right. Pre first grade, I guess. Is there really a need to take a look at the whole system and say, wait a minute, you know, maybe uh, uh, K through 12 uh, starts with the fourth or fifth uh, year student, and but it stops at what we would now call the 11th grade. And mm -hmm. then uh, at that point in time, the students choose to either go to a community college, at least uh, for some additional education, or they go in the workforce, or they go into the university system. Don, we know uh, that more and more North Carolinians are going to need high-quality education credentials beyond high school. The My Future North Carolina effort, which is a coalition of business leaders, uh, political leaders, education sectors, uh, I'm deeply involved in it, is, is, is guiding a statewide effort uh, for 2 million more North Carolinians to have uh, high-quality credentials beyond high school by the year 2030, so that roughly two-thirds of North Carolinians are uh, are in that position so that they can be successful in the workforce and life. So to your question, yes, I think some reimagining of the whole education uh, uh, continuum makes sense. We know early childhood education works, particularly if it's high-quality, uh, but there is no reason why we needed to be wedded to the old system because that's the way it's always been done. We need to serve students and the citizens of North Carolina first, not systems and silos. Has any other state experimented with anything like this, or is there any movement going on now that would uh, cause some realignment of our, our current thinking? Not, not nearly enough no. because, of course, so much of this is deeply rooted in our experience and in our minds uh, that change of the scale that we're knocking about here at the moment in this conversation is almost unimaginable to people. And of course, there's a great deal of turf protection involved. Now, being a product of the public schools who uh, you know, graduate of the university system and leader of the community college system also have a private university degree, I'm not wedded to one uh, sector, one silo, or another, I think we've got to look at the whole picture. And again, focus on what works for students and citizens, not let's keep doing what we've been doing and expecting different results, particularly in a very changing world that we have to adapt to. I'm sort of surprised that somebody in some state has not started working in this area, but yeah. uh, I think tradition is something that uh, sometimes rooted. serves us well, but sometimes it holds us back. Deeply rooted. Yeah, deeply rooted. And, uh, uh, you know, there's just, uh, well, it was good enough for me, so it's therefore it's good enough for my children right. and the grandchildren. Uh, 
Uh, although uh, one of the things I've noticed, I have an ingoing, I have a daughter, a granddaughter is going into college, and I've noticed that orientation is a lot different than it was when I was there. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, in in many ways, uh, education is is better funded and stronger than it was. There are always questions about the rigor, particularly in higher education, of the experience. But the fact is, education is this state's best best path forward if we want to continue to grow and prosper. And it's worth the investment. Peter Hans is our guest here on uh, Carolina Newsmakers. He's the ninth president of the North Carolina Community College System, and we're talking about not only the community college system, but education as a whole and his views on it because he has spent 20 years of his life uh, so far uh, in working (laughs) in this area. You're just starting. You're just starting. Uh, And we'll be back with another segment to continue that conversation right after these messages. What are your priorities for the community college system? As you uh, you've been there now 13 months, just long enough to really have a good feel for the needs and the opportunities, the problems, and so forth. So, let's talk a little bit about uh, your your one year priorities and things that are high on your list that need to be done now and then. Uh, I guess we'll follow that up with saying, okay, long range, what are the situations? A couple of things come immediately to mind, Uh, Don. I've talked about the need for us to simplify, align, and accelerate. That is to simplify uh, all of our processes uh, at the community college, some of which we've uh, imposed on ourselves, some of which have been externally imposed upon us, to make it streamlined for the student to succeed. Uh, Talked about aligning with our key partners in the public schools, the universities, and the business community, uh, and accelerating the number of North Carolinians with those high quality credentials so they can be successful in the workforce and in life. Now, I think all this involves improved labor market outcomes for our students. It involves improved retention and graduation rates for our students and better serving underserved populations. Uh, the, the, the number of North Carolinians who need a high-quality education credential isn't limited to any one group located in any one area. No matter who you are or where you come from, you need accessible, affordable, flexible, high-quality education. Community colleges offer that. Well, as we've talked about so many times on this program with so many different people, who are leading our state in so many different areas, one of the things that's interesting is we have about 25 or 30 counties that are just doing just fine right. and growing like uh, a weed, so to speak. And then we've got another 80 counties that uh, are have a whole different set of problems exactly. and opportunities. Exactly. Uh, and more than anything else, I guess the community college system offers hope to those 80 counties of how to redevelop and how to create economic development. Hope and opportunity. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting uh, about education is we uh, tend to look uh, have sort of a short term look outlook on what jobs are going to be available. Uh, you hear over and over educators say, you know, we're we're teaching kids that probably are going to be working in jobs in fifteen years that don't even exist now in people's minds. Right. That's. Uh, that's an interesting challenge. Well, again, I think this speaks to the importance of a well-funded community college system because that is only going to be more and more the situation where 
jobs are going to be created and then disrupted and the need for new skills and, and uh, knowledge to be developed uh, with all these changes in the economy, society, technology, education is going to be shorter in duration and more regularly occurring throughout our lives, lifelong learning. And that is the community college model. It's not easy uh, once you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s to necessarily go to a university and reskill, certainly not back to the public schools, but you can do th- do so through the community college. Peter, thank you so much for sharing all this information about the community college system and the, the, the work that these uh, uh, great institutions are doing in the state of North Carolina and how they're contributing to our welfare. Peter Hans, our guest, and uh, we if you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast, again, a reminder, you can go to carolinanewsmakers.com and hear the entire broadcast, which uh, consists of 45 minutes of content or the segments that you might have missed if you're listening to a program that carries uh, half the, of the show. We'll be back again next week with another guest, and uh, we will look forward to seeing you then. Till next week, same time, same station. Have a good week, everybody. Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time, for Carolina Newsmakers. Newsmakers.